We would be honored if you would join us. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where my intro is going to be somber. It's not going to be as exciting as normal because, well, we've lost a beloved companion. Not like he's not dead. He's not gone forever, but temporarily he's not here with us. Unfortunately, Alton has had to take a hiatus uh, from the show, uh, which means you won't get to hear his wonderful somber tones. You won't get to reap his wonderful gaming wisdom. And ultimately, well, he will be missed. I'm just going to leave it at that because I've been thinking about how to start this show out. With this excitement and thrill, but I honestly, it, it, it's a little sad because you, he will be missed. You know, we do so love our Alton very much. Uh, we do want to let you dungeon crawlers know that at this point in time, the intent is that he will return. It may yes. be, it, it's not going to be right away. It's probably going to be a few months at least. But his desire at this time is to rejoin the show. So don't think that he's gone forever just yet. But we do want to let you know that he's stepping away and we understand why. Yes. We totally support him. Yep. And we super duper love Alton. Alton, we love you and we look forward to having you on the show in the future. Yes. So this is not a farewell. He's gone forever. This is, you know, you know, Alton is a brother. I mean, both uh, Krebs and I have come to to love Alton as a brother. Absolutely. He will be missed from the show. He's still in our lives. He's not like gone forever. Um, but there is something that's happening in his life where he's having to take a step away, and that's why we're supporting him in this and not wanting to add distress in his life. So he's taking the hiatus. And in the meantime, this means we've replaced one brother with another brother. <laughs> Literally, another, another uh, brother. So. Um, and, and, and he has succeeded in his goal. We have heard many, many episodes where Matthew has come on to the show. Um, and he has, <laughs> he's claimed he's thrown Alton in his, in his trunk and he's claimed that his ultimate goal is to end up on the show. Well, guess what? It has happened. Matthew is on the show. Matthew, the other Krebs, or brother Krebs, or whatever he decides he's going to be called, <laughs> is now officially part of DCR. Hello, everybody. Yay! So glad to be here. And I got away with it because those meddling kids weren't here. Yeah, yes. The truth is, it's just three Altons in a mat coat just stacked on top of each other. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's secretly Alton inside. Yes, yes, yes. So with that said... Um, we're still keeping the show the same. The show is still going to be the, the same DCR. I know in the past, when we've changed things up, it's, it's kind of changed. Um, but this, it's not going to do that this time. There will be a few things that won't be the same. Like, we're definitely not going to have a Rad Dome unless it's an episode where Alton has come back. Absolutely. Which he has agreed to do so. Because um, Rad Dome is Alton's baby. That, that was one thing I was going to say is that I do hope we still are able to put together this rad dome we've been talking about. Yes. Uh, I'd love to get some time on his schedule, maybe, you know, to have him back on and, and do that. And, and unfortunately that would also expose my secret identity because then he and I would be in the same place at the same time. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's a good thing. You watched a lot of Sherry Lewis and Muppets when you were younger. <laughs> oh, You've yeah. got this buddy. You've got yes. this. 
<laughs> unless we don't do anything with that. But anyways, I digress. Um, it's going to be the same show. We have the same knowledge. We've clearly seen that uh, Matthew can hold his own uh, on the topics we've talked about. So without further ado, we're going to jump into geek news, move forward, and then get to today's main topic, uh, which I am super excited about. Me so, too. Uh, geek news. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this start off first. Um, so it's official. Kathleen Kennedy says Star Wars can't recast classic characters. They have decided it's just a big no no. And well, I'm gonna agree. Um, it, they finally well, we, figured that out. They finally figured our that Star out. Wars episode was all of, like dream casting the the Zon trilogy, and now. I know. It, uh whatever. Keep going. You're doing great. Well, well, you know, I they haven't done Thrawn yet, so. <laughs> no. Well, uh, and I'll no. tell you this: Sebastian Stan and uh, what's his name, Glover. Yeah, Donald. Yeah, Danny, yeah. Don, Donald. I Donald can always say Glover. Danny, and that's. I always want to say Danny Glover, too. Donald. Absolutely great choices. It's okay; they get a pass. But everybody else, right? Go ahead. Yeah, Danny Glover is we- lethal weapon. So. Uh, <laughs> He's Predator 2, buddy. And Predator 2. <laughs> All right. Uh, Taika Waititi. Star Wars movie is the next film in the franchise. Uh, and Kevin Feige's is still a little far off. So I, I'm excited what he's going to come up with because we've seen what he's done with Thor. And the Thor franchise kind of tapered off and was about to die thanks to Thor 2. And then Thor Ragnarok came out. And, you know, and even Love and Thunder looks pretty dang amazing. Um, so I'm excited about that and see what he will do with the uh, the Star Wars franchise. Me too. Um, still along with Star Wars, uh, May 27th is the opening of Obi-Wan. Uh, later, it's only six episodes, but later this summer, we're going to get Andor, which yep. is going to be awesome. And then around fall, we're going to get season three of The Mandalorian. Not only that, next year, we'll have Ahsoka and the Occulti, uh, which the Occulti is set 100 years before Phantom Menace. That's going to be in the High Republic era. So we may see some more, a younger Yoda and some really cool mm-hmm. stuff that happens there. So I'm really excited about that. And if you haven't already seen it, She-Hulk Attorney at Law trailer hit today. Uh, it looks pretty funny. It looks interesting. Um, and, you know, uh, Mark Ruffalo is reprising his role as Smart Hulk, Bruce Banner. Which and is, and Tim Roth yes. as Abomination, but yes. just you know detransformed. But yeah, so I'm super excited to see where they go with this. Um, it didn't show a lot, but uh, I'm I'm, so, I'm wondering if this is during the blip or post blip. And kudos, uh, shout out to Tatiana Maslany. Uh, if anybody who wants to know who she is, go watch Orphan Black. Yes, she's yes. the same oh. character, but she plays like twenty different yeah. personalities I didn't, I didn't realize that was her i yeah, love it's her. Black. that yeah. is her that's why i'm so, excited oh. yeah I'm, when they I'm gave her the casting i'm totally confident in her as casting i hope the writing holds up from the trailer the only thing i'm concerned about is the cgi was a little weak i i think the cgi is that way because it's a trailer so it was probably the first stuff and it, it they'll fine-tune that i'm sure that's what i, I hope so all right yeah. i'm done and i've got some news today uh, keeping with the MCU, Loki season two is not only confirmed, but filming begins in the next couple of weeks. Oh, heck yes. The original cast is returning. 
Awesome. So we're going to, you know, with the exception of, you know, Kang, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, uh, but we've got to have, you know, we got Loki, we got Lady Loki, uh, Owen Wilson's coming back, all these people. And so uh, looking forward to that. They have confirmed that Loki was the most popular MCU Disney Plus TV series oh, that they've interesting. had. Uh, so, yeah, they, it, it's kind of a no-brainer. Kind of I'm not surprised by that one, to be honest. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about the other series, because I liked I liked a lot of the other series, too. I hope that they have more coming there, but most everything has been a one-and-done kind of a thing. So, anyway, Loki Season 2. And the next item. Do you like those cameos in all these Marvel films? There's always which that cameo came, are you talking Ashley, about? Ashley Johnson? Yeah, almost, almost. Steve Rogers? We've been missing <laughs> cameos from the last. Uh, I don't Waldo, where's Waldo? A last few me, uh, movies. Somebody that maybe perchance got blipped, but now we have hope that this cameo is coming back. Oh. Marvel has signed an agreement with Genius Brands who is a, owns POW Entertainment, who owns the likeness to Stan Lee. Oh my gosh! Is it, is so, it going to be like deep fake time? Or, or, uh, well, I heard, they were talking I heard about that it. he had recorded a ton of different well, stuff. Well, he had, but I think that they used in. all of that already. No, they, he did quite a bit for years to come, but I think it was owned still by the company or something like that. Hmm. Well, yeah. the agreement includes his likeness, his pictures, his voice, mm. wow. and all existing audio and video recordings that they currently oh. possess. And this agreement will last for the next 20 years. Disney will be able to use it not only in their shows, but also on their cruise lines and at their amusement parks and on their rides. Uh, so, yeah, I expect that we are going to be seeing Stan Lee get de-blipped. Oh my gosh! And, and uh, show up again in the MCU. That is phenomenal news. Great find. So pretty much, he's now immortal. Uh, Wasn't he, he before? Was, he was always immortal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, over to Krebs. Awesome. So last week I was talking about a couple of books that were leaving D and D Beyond. And we talked about why that was and how it wasn't really that big a deal because of the coverage of content and things of that nature. Coincidentally, and just today, I came across a new article that talks about first the acquisition of D&D Beyond by Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. So Watsi bought it for $146.3 million. And Elon Musk is like, I should have bought that. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, but they acquired D&D Beyond and in sort of like pseudo celebration of them taking over, they've announced that they're going to make two books. I, I, I don't think that uh, they're basically adventure modules, but they're making two books available for free for the first seven days after they take over. So starting May 19th, which as you're listening to this show, brand new on the air is just yesterday, I imagine. Uh, starting May 19th, mark your calendars. Yes, please do. They are making two books free. They are, I'm trying to find the titles really quick, but one title is 
uh, The Lost Minds of Fandelver. That's P.H. Fandelver. And uh, where's the... I, I saw this in the article earlier where they announced the first book. Um, let me see if I can just find it really quick. I'm so sorry for the for the delay here. Transition. Uh, oh, yeah. The source book is Acquisitions, Inc., Acquisitions, Inc. is a source book, not an adventure module, but that will be the first book that they make for free. The Lost Minds of Fandelver is a starting adventure, which which was included in the Essentials Kit and was intended to help new players and DMs get a basic understanding of D&D. And so those two things are going to be available for at least the first seven days. Right now, they're just planning it for the first week. But they, you know, they taketh and they giveth away. That's how it works, right? So is it Acquisitions Incorporated? Yeah, Acquisitions Inc. Yep. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Um, that was a very interesting book. So, <laughs> Well, that's okay. And, and again, I mean, this doesn't really surprise us, right? Like whenever they give free things away, they try to give away supplemental items as opposed to say like, oh, I don't know, the DM core book or the player's handbook yeah. or, you know. But all the same, it's still pretty cool to see that they're giving away some free tasty items for people who want to learn more D&D and try some new stuff. Second on my geek news list, The Orville. This is a show that's a little controversial in my opinion in that when I first saw it, I, I expected it to be, I think a lot of people expected it to be a Galaxy Questian type film, or I'm sorry, type show. And instead, it ended up being sort of like star trek the east coast right like it was very it was very like you know star trek the next generation is based in san francisco and they have very like west coast type of um ideals and presentation but orville was very sort of more more street it was more street than star trek the next generation and to be honest with you i wanted a comedy and it took itself a little too seriously but didn't have the chops that star trek had and so i fell out of love with it but recently i've had conversations with people who have told me you need to go back and watch it again because second season was actually really excellent mm. and so i think i need to give it another shot maybe but third season is coming i watched the trailer for it and it legit looks great and of all weird things it's going to stream on Disney Plus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, it's because it's a Fox property. So that's not surprising. Um, actually, like second season's what actually killed my desire to watch it. Like I got halfway through second season, I'm like, Ugh, all right, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. See, this show, this, it, 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 it causes a pendulum swing, right? Like yeah. even I've got Star Trek fans who love it, and I've got Star Trek fans who don't like it at all. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. But Orville season three comes out next month in fact it comes out june 2nd yeah I, I mean the thing that really uh made it for me that i didn't enjoy is it felt like they were pushing the envelope too much yeah i agree with that on, too on and some, then i watched some things but then i watched star trek discovery and now all the envelope all the envelope is ruined for me yeah <laughs> that's another conversation to have another day that is all right so no, no, no. Wait, one more piece one more piece yeah, one more all right okay not quite there because this one is for you dan i got this just for you all right, just for me. Evil Dead, the video game. Oh, yeah. It is an asymmetric co-op versus uh, PvP or PvE type game. Yeah. Uh, and uh, much following like in the footsteps of Dead by Daylight, which has been a screaming, no pun, well, all the pun intended, horror game success. 
uh, it follows that same sort of pattern where it's all the players versus sort of one big bad. Uh, I was curious about this. I hadn't seen very much about it past its announcement. I've been looking at the visuals and the stills and it looks really good. Very faithful recreation of Bruce Campbell, which I'm very happy about. But the initial impressions from Polygon, which is a trusted source in my opinion, are extremely positive. They very much like this game. Interestingly, even though it's been out for a week, I have not seen any official review of this game yet from IGN or from GameSpot, but Polygon checked it out and they think that, as they put it, this is the way asymmetric gaming should be. Nice. Groovy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Polygon gave it some sugar, baby. All right, so now that is my geek news for the week. only way this game is can be epic is if you have to recite the words Klaatu, Barata, Niktu. And you can't say Niktu at the end. You have to say yes. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> I didn't say... <laughs> maybe I didn't say every tiny syllable. But... Yeah. That just tells you how many Classic. times I've watched that movie. The fact that I know the exact words. Klaatu, Barata. <laughs> well, either that or you watched uh, This Island Earth or whatever. Or no, Forbidden Planet. That's yeah. what it was. Forbidden no, Planet. no. The what? Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah. Uh, maybe it was The Day the Earth Stood Still. I think you're right. <laughs> it's Keanu one of those Reeves? classic. No, 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 no. The original when oh, the earth stood still. The original one? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Geek news is over. Now we're going to move in to the, the topic at hand. Daniel, now, Daniel, what's our topic? This is, uh, you know, I'm really excited about this topic. But before I even announce the topic, I just want you to know that we are throwing Matthew into the deep end of the pool. There are, there are sharks with laser beams and razor blades and lemon juice and everything. We've just tossed him in. He's going to be running tonight's uh, uh, show as far as questions and everything for our topic. And I really oh, – I'm sitting way too close to this mic. Because you're so um, excited. I'm excited and I'm leaning forward. So I'm sure many of you that listen to the show, and maybe some of you don't, remember the old days when we had – Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. And so our, our topic at hand is the morning of Saturday morning cartoons because kids today don't get that. I mean, they, yes, everything's on demand. They can jump on the Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Plus, or Max, Disney Plus, whatever, and get their cartoons immediately. But there was something amazing about, you know, cartoons after school but yes. more importantly saturday morning when you could sit and eat, have your bowl of your favorite cereal and watch cartoons absolutely and so that's what our topic is today we're going to talk about saturday morning cartoons and i'm going to hand it over to matthew to guide this epic journey of the fantastic animation that we grew up with mm-hmm. now it's been 20 almost 30 years since Saturday morning cartoons were a regular thing. And the passing has not gone unnoticed. Hopefully many listeners of the show of similar age to uh, the podcasters uh, <laughs> hold still on. feel. Hold, hold on. Has it really been 20 years? <laughs> it's been at least uh, 20 years. The mid-90s is when they oh. began to kind of taper out and wow. each network kind of did their own thing. But none of them survived the 90s. Man. I feel so old now. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is is with the addition of Brother Krebs, uh, Daniel, you're not the oldest person on the show anymore. 
you I know it's have, awesome. <laughs> you didn't have to <laughs> mention so awesome. your I'm little brother. You're a kid <laughs> but, again, but Daniel. The crazy thing is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, if that's true, I, I have it, Saturday morning cartoons have been off the air longer than most of my kids. <laughs> that's so sad for my kids. Oh, all right, I'll hand it back over. Oh. Anyway, uh, and so with that passing, there is a certain amount of grief. And yes. so, uh, as, as Daniel said, we are going to mourn. We are mourning the passing of Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. So, first, let us, with this eulogy, remember the best of our Saturday mornings. So, in addition to pajamas with footies mm-hmm. and... Uh, sludge at the bottom of your cereal bowl, which was the best part. Sludge was actually Krebs. Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> Let's start with Krebs. What were some of your oh, man. most joyful, favorite, beloved cartoons that were worth getting up on a Saturday for? I have, I if I if when I sit down and I think about it, I can go through a veritable timeline of all these cartoons as they appeared and disappeared. Um, some, I don't want to take all of the low hanging fruit, but I will steal a lot of it. Uh, Voltron was one of my all time faves to watch on Saturday. Dungeons and Dragons, which was an extremely short lived, extremely short lived show, but was brilliant in its time. Uh, and there was, uh, Turbo Teen. There was, uh, I was a huge Punky Brewster fan. There was a Punky Brewster cartoon. Oh Yeah. And uh, I, 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 we're going to cover a bunch of titles. I have about 100 titles in my head right now that I don't want to spoil. We've talked about I, – I will take this next one because we've talked about it on the show before. But Silverhawks. Silverhawks was one of the best, most underrated cartoons of the 80s and potentially of all time. Now, that's interesting because you mentioned Voltron. You mentioned Silverhawks. Uh, and that is one of the things as I was doing some show prep that – kept getting conflated is the after school cartoons versus well, Saturday true. morning cartoons. I seem to remember, I watched Voltron and silver Hawks every day after school. Were they on Saturdays as well? Um, so yeah, depends on the, uh, which station. And um, it also depends on the season because uh, after school would do rerun episodes. Yeah. And prior to that, they would do original airings on Saturdays. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons always consisted of Flintstones, the Jetsons. Um, mm. We all, there was also Mighty Mouse. Mm. Um, well, that's a I remember one. Mighty Mouse. Yeah, um, you know, Fat Albert uh, was a good <laughs> one. Uh, Captain Caveman. Captain uh, Caveman. Popeye. Uh, those well, see, were really. But those I were a lot the- of fun ones. Um, Underdog. I, oh, I yeah. loved Underdog. And then um, I rem- remember there was a couple other ones that uh, Woody Woodpecker. That was mm-hmm. another great one that I, I loved watching. Um, See, all those shows, all of those shows, by the time that we were watching them as kids, were uh, running as reruns. Oh, yeah. Not just on. I mean, they were on Saturdays, but they were also like on like they were on six days a week. Sometimes. They, seven yeah, days they a were week. syndicated. Um, Warner I, Brothers, uh, Looney Tunes. Inspector Gadget. I watched a lot of Inspector mm. Gadget growing up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, Great yeah. theme song. Transformers. Yes, it was on Monday through Friday, but it was also on Saturdays. I loved watching that. Um, 
and I'm sure our listeners uh, are not same, surprised by that one. I know, right? Same could be said for G.I. Joe, the original G.I. Yeah. Joe cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Smurfs was on Saturday morning, so was Scooby-Doo. In fact, um, the Smurfs, I think, had an hour-long slot. Yeah, yeah. They yeah which was amazing. A double. So I, those were okay. a lot of the cartoons I watched growing up. Um, I, def- I definitely have some more titles, but I, I'm worried that if we just, like, waterfall the titles right now, I know. Then, then it will, like, ruin the topics going forward. Matthew, uh, give us a challenge or give us a prompt. Like, right. what do you want to cover? I, you read my mind. It's like yeah. a related or something. So uh, choose one of these titles. And tell us one episode that sticks out per, uh, particularly in your mind. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll start off. Uh, some of my favorites, you, you mentioned Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and there's I mean, there's a lot of these things that are that are just great. I'll come around to a few more of them. But for example, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. <gasps> that was a great one. Hello, right? Spider-Friends. <laughs> we had Spider-Man, Firestar, and Iceman. So you had two mutants from the X-Men mm-hmm. uh, joining Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, and living Three's company style in an apartment above Aunt May's garage or something going to college. And the episode that I remember most is when they got to go meet the X-Men. <gasps> That's the same one I watched a hundred times. <laughs> yep. And it was, I loved it. It was the first time for me that I had seen the X-Men in animated form. The voice casting was a little bit, weird didn't quite do it for me but i saw there's wolverine there was shadow cat cyclops storm colossus it was professor x nightcrawler nightcrawler yes in fact he was an important part who was who was there was there was a superhero that looked native american but he had like warpath warpath Uh, he yeah, made it. He made it. Warpath or Thunderbird? I think it was probably Thunderbird because he died, and I think Warpath was his younger brother who kind of took his place. Well, I, you know, I never saw him in the comics myself, but he made a great Mortal Kombat three character. Go on. <laughs> so yeah, so that's one of my favorite episodes. I got a few more favorites here, but I'm going to pass it back to you guys. Uh, throw out an episode of one of your favorite comics, oh, cartoons. Gosh, oh, that's a hard one. I, I okay. So I was talking about this with with my wife the other night, actually. Uh, because I had like this whole stream of consciousness thing, and it made me it made me giggle a little bit. Uh, GI Joe, there was an episode where they get a mysterious phone call from a character who was accented, who said, "I am the Viper, and I am coming to see you soon." And then like he hangs up the phone, and then he's like, "I am the Viper. I am coming tomorrow." And then, like, and and G.I. Joe is, like, weirded out, right? Because they're always fighting Cobra, which is all these, like, serpent-themed terms. They're like, who's the Viper? Who's the Viper? And then he's like, then, like, the next day he's like, I am the Viper, and I am coming. And then he, like, hangs up the phone. And then then they do all this preparation. They went and fought Cobra a little bit, and then Cobra doesn't know who they're talking about. And then they come back to their base, and they're, like, all prepared. And here comes this older fellow tight a, a bit portly in a janitorial jumpsuit and he has all these cleaning supplies and he goes i am the viper i've come to vipe your windows <laughs> and that was and that was the episode that was it I, I there there were so many other episodes that stuck out in my mind but that one just happened to come up in conversation this week like at last night i think it was i am the viper a whole episode around a dad joke yes oh, yeah. that's, that's- that's that, extra. That's what that shaped Saturday us. Saturday morning. Yeah. That was Saturday morning. Whole <laughs> episode. What about you, Daniel? Uh, I mean, the one, it's not, again, it's not going to be a surprise. Uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, Orion Pax part one uh, was a really huge episode for me. And the reason for that, you know, throughout the entire Transformers series up to that point, you've only seen Optimus Prime. He's the commander of the Autobots. But in this, the Aerobots go back in time and you Mm. see that Optimus wasn't Optimus. You know, he was this dock worker named Orion Pax. And because, uh, you know, he gets injured and has to get rebuilt, um, both him and his girlfriend and his friend, which becomes Ironhide. But that episode was really powerful to me because it showed he was just a normal Autobot. Like humble and, beginnings. Yeah, was had humble beginnings and became the hero that we, we loved. And it kind of, you know, even as a kid, it was like, wow. Because, I mean, at that time, you know, I was watching Superman and stuff like that. And here's this, this mythic hero that you can never become because he's an alien from another planet. There's no way I can be that guy. Yeah. But here's this humble robot. that becomes this commander because um, he's upgraded to that, you know, evolves to that. And it, it kind of struck me as powerful because it's like, wow, I could become something more than what I believe I am. So that, that was a great episode for me. Wow, that's that's really touching, Daniel. Thank yeah. you for Stop touching my brother. All right, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, what about you? I had so I had a few more uh, on this list. Um, we we've kind of touched on a little bit uh, X Men, the series that debuted in 1992. I think it, went, it ran from 92 to 96. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. And uh, Disney is releasing new episodes for. Yep. Yes. Yes. And you can rewatch all those old episodes on Disney Plus right and now. And they are worth it. I I really loved that series because it wasn't, I don't want to use the word gritty, but it wasn't quite as gritty as the comic books. It was sanitized for Saturday morning, but they went back and they told some of these stories from the comic books and they did a good job with it. It And the voice casting was much better. better. Uh, I mean, the one thing that was also about that is it was a little bit more rougher than we had seen most comic book cartoons at that point. Before it was always campy and this Actually, you know, there were it, it was it was a serious drama. It was it was Morph a serious died. drama. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. right Morph did die. Yeah. So that. um anyway, so I loved X-Men 92, but here's one for you. Who remembers Mighty Orbots? <gasps> I do remember that. They were like, if I remember correctly, they were like they were like uh meteor type people or like uh alloy alloy or um mineral type people that were like in the GoBot Transformer era, uh, that whole point in time. But they were like... Uh, oh, yeah, that was like 1984, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that's about then. Uh, this, they weren't Meteor people. You're thinking Rock Lords. Well, I'm thinking yeah. Rock Lords from... Yeah, which was actually uh, He-Man? Go, GoBots. GoBots. Yeah. yeah. This was a... This was a um, if I remember right, it was like a Japanese anime that was Americanized. Wasn't it? Actually, it was an American company that hired Japanese animators because oh, okay. they wanted to have the Good same enough. look and feel as, as Japanese anime. There are five robots that combine into the mighty Orbot. And what the Voltron? Uh, it's, it's a Voltron it's, ripoff. Yeah. Well, or Power Rangers that. or any of those things. Right? Yeah, yeah, they had a uh, a male robot was the main torso and he was the big strong dude. Uh, you had uh, two female robots that were the arms. One of them had power over the elements 
and uh, another one, I forget what she, what her power was. And then the uh, two feet, one of them was like this big chunk uh, of, of a creature that could eat anything and convert it into energy. He mm-hmm. powered the whole thing. And then the last one was a shape changer. Uh, kind of an Anthony Daniels C-3PO type uh, robot that could just change shape into whatever was needed at the time. I've got to look this up now because I don't, I don't, th- I don't so, remember this. So this series uh, debuted September 8th of 84. Wow, good Ultron call. came out September 10th of 84. Okay, now that I'm looking at the picture, I recognize the, the brand, I recognize the IP, but I don't remember the show. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Uh, but Voltron did exist for several years prior in Japan uh, yeah. before it was Americanized. Uh, and, and and we've talked about how Voltron had Mark One, Two, and Three. Yeah, yeah, but Two never quite made it to the states. But that's another story. That's another episode. No, One um, never made it to the states. Two did make it to the states in a short, in a, in a brief one, stint. One was the vehicle Voltron. Three yeah, no. was the Lion Voltron. Oh, two was yeah. uh, three robots. That I thought combined. I thought one was the three robots and two no. was the vehicles. No, no. Oh, okay, one yeah, was you're the, right. You're was right. The vehicles. Two was the lions. And yeah, like you said, yeah. there's three no. robots. Two, two is the three robots. Then three is the so, lion bots. That's the one so, that didn't make it. So the Orbots yeah. was one of my favorites. It had it had a, you know, I, 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 the theme song was really rocking. It was pretty good for you know my little twelve year old self. Uh, loved it, and I just loved the robots. And fortunately, there were lawsuits because of similarity to other properties. It was marketed very poorly, and mm-hmm. they kept changing the time slot. Oh, that in the '80s, guys, that, that, that killed normal. a show. No, no, it, but it killed a show That's because death. because remember, for 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 folks at home who don't understand how TV worked, uh, <laughs> in the in the 1980s, there were no DVRs, there were barely VCRs. It depended on your like social status, your economic status to even have a VCR, and no one could program a VCR except for the children anyway. Uh, but they didn't know what the time slots were. You had to look at the TV guide or the newspaper listings there to figure was out no when shows on were sc- on. There was no on-screen program guide. There was no on-screen nope. program guide at all. You had to actually use TV guide or mm-hmm. the TV times were published in your local newspaper yeah. if you were lucky. And you had to memorize the show, like the channels and the slots, yeah. or you would miss your show. Yeah. You know what I looked forward to, as because I was a big comic book collector back then, is... As the season would approach, they'd start advertising Mm -hmm. their new cartoons. And they would actually do a two-page spread that had all the characters and then would tell you the times. Each of these shows would show up. It was awesome. All right, so uh, Mighty Orbots. And then there were a couple others here, some deep cuts. Uh, This might be before Krebs' time, but there was the Tarzan Lone Ranger Adventure Hour. Oh, I remember that. You remember that one? Yep. It was, uh, it was, it was a, re- it was really good adaptation. That was my introduction to Lone Ranger. It took me a while to realize there were actually movies and serials prior to my birth. And they incorporated <laughs> Zorro as well. Oh, yeah. that's right. They had Zorro there for a while. So yeah, that was an older one. Um, and then lastly, the and then this was usually combined with some other cartoons, but the Herculoids. Now that I remember, oh, I remember those. Now, those of you who don't remember that name, it was an animated cartoon with a father, a mother, and their young son. And the uh, the father and the son had these slingshots 
Mm-hmm. Yep. They could throw explosive rocks, but they had a bunch of pets with them, including a triceratops-looking creature that could it shoot was, exploding like a, rocks out of its horn. It was like a rhino with four horns, yeah. and the tallest horn could like launch exploding pods. Right. And then they had a dragon-looking creature that could fly and shoot lightning from his eyes and his tail. Uh, and they had this big, huge uh, golem-looking rock creature that was strong and indestructible and then they had two for lack of a better term schmooze they were quite amorphous creatures yeah that could change shape and were just blobs yeah because because when everything else fails deus ex deus ex machina blob creature get in there there you go well and this is and in conjunction with those uh, i remember I'm, i'm remembering two other cartoons i used to watch that was very similar to those which was um Black Star, oh yeah, and Space Ghost. Oh, Space mm. Ghost, good ones. All right, well, um, let's move on to the next topic. What are some of the worst cartoons? Which ones were <laughs> wastes of space that took up slots that better cartoons should have oh, occupied? Man. Oh man! So that's a, that's a tough shot. one. Well, okay, so as a kid, I remember being a kid. um, I remember what that's like. No, I remember being a kid and thinking that, like, almost everything animated was a joyful experience. I remember one time I was really bored and I wanted to watch something and I only wanted to watch a cartoon. And mom said, well, have you ever seen Pete's Dragon? And I was like, no. And then she put it on. And I want you to know I felt like she lied to me. But... (laughs) But that's because the original Peach Dragon was yet an animated, a hand animated dragon character who was super high all the time, and uh, everything else was live action. So I felt let let down. Um, but as far as like cartoons on the air that got in the way of good cartoons, um, you know, I always enjoyed you know Tom and Jerry and Looney Tunes and all that but I saw them during the week and in other ways that when they came on on Saturday I felt like they were kind of blocking the new stuff the good you know the, the stuff that I was anxious to see um but even if we I'm trying to think if we step away from that was there anything else um I I I will I will confess something as a kid I loved 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 thundercats i loved it to pieces in 19 19- yes you did I yes remember. i did um <laughs> in 1997 after graduating high school uh i went to <laughs> the blockbuster y'all i went to the blockbuster and they had thundercats on vhs like that the first season and i was like oh, i want to revisit my childhood because now i'm an adult and uh and i went and i got the first episode you know the first few episodes on tape and everything and i popped it in and it was the cheesiest, <laughs> totally horrible thing I'd ever seen. Like Li- Li- Lionel's voice is the worst. Other voice actors actually did a pretty good job on that show. He was the main character, and he was horrible, just awful. Yeah. So, did anybody ever explain why Lionel went into the cryo chamber younger than Kit? There and was Kat, there was a cryostasis came- leak. And there when he leak. came out, he's older, but Kitten Cat aren't. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. His, his, his unit leaked. His had pod a, had a had leak. A, if yeah. if it had been like Panthero or whatever his it, name it, is, Panthera. Panthera. If it had been him, he would have died. Yeah. Um, if it had been Shitaro, <laughs> Tigra or Shitaro, they would have been toast too. That maybe, but if it had been Shitaro, none of us would have had the fantasies we grew up with. Oh. Um, 
you know, like it would have ruined our childhoods in many ways. But uh, but Lionel, yeah, there was like a stasis leak and he survived, but he got older and they needed him to be older so that he could be the hero. Yada, yada, yada. I, I like I like the remake they did where they just kind of cut that part out. He was already grown up. It makes more sense. Re- yeah, they didn't have the weird. I'm a kid in an adult body and I'm thinking like an adult when I'm really Could you a kid. imagine Jack from like Robin Williams film Jack? Yeah. Like <laughs> him yeah. having to be the hero of the show. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I'm I'm trying to think of other cartoons that I didn't like, but I'm oh 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 oh. WWF. That oh, yeah. cartoon oh. I think I think as adults now, with hindsight, we all recognize that every Saturday morning cartoon was really just a marketing ploy to sell toys. Oh yeah, uh, like like that's that's just a well known thing at this point. But that said, um, even though I I thought like the wrestling figures, such as they were, uh, and the toys were kind of cool and interesting as far as the zeitgeist was concerned. I was never super duper into wrestling. I even to this day, I've never been like super duper into wrestling. I always thought it was like cheesy nonsense and um it made me feel awkward. But um but the cartoon, even though I would watch it sometimes, it was not the cartoon I wanted to wake up and watch. It was just the cartoon I yeah. watched until other cartoons came on. Right. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Daniel? What uh, what disappointed your Saturday morning? Oh man. <laughs> let's let's jump into the list. Uh I'm going to start with the first one. Which would be Filmation's Ghostbusters. Oh, now, the reason why this is oh, a disappointment is so because right. it wasn't the it was it not the real Ghostbusters. Oh my you know, god! I, I, so I right. went to watch this thinking, oh, it's the Ghostbusters because I so, love the movie. So just Me to, too. Just to clarify, you mean these are the first Ghostbusters, but not the real right Ghostbusters? Correct. Yeah. You know, yes. This is the Ghostbusters where they have the crazy ape and they have the weird car that they're driving in the, the chitty chitty the, the chitty chitty bang bang yep the chitty chitty bang bang car um just and the, and the two by the old way mooks right yes. two old mooks from new york by the way uh, i had i had most if not all of the filmation ghostbuster toys i had like almost including the car well uh, i remember on your wish list you used to put down you wanted the ghostbuster toys i kind of think that grandma got confused and i don't blame her ghostbuster and she got you the Original Ghostbusters, but not the real, the real Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's now, right. the only redeeming quality that this show has is that Peter Cullen was the voice of Eddie Spencer Jr. And <laughs> Alan Oppenheimer was prime evil. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for those listening who don't know, give their credentials so they understand the significance. Yeah, so uh, Peter Cullen is the voice of Optimus Prime and Alan Oppenheimer is the voice of Skeletor in He-Man. Um, and several other uh, amazing characters. Um, so that one was a huge disappointment because the real Ghostbusters was on at the same time as these guys. They both mm-hmm. came out in 86. So it was just like, no, I just want to watch Egon and, and Bankman and, the, and them. And um, they were on competing networks. Yeah. 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 So it's possible they could have been being broadcast at the same oh, time. Several times yeah. they were. Yeah. And, uh, and for the record, for the record, the filmation Ghostbusters did not last long because the real Ghostbusters was dope. Yes. <laughs> it was so much better. Um, and so uh, that one is definitely one of my, uh, yeah, needed to go. It was a waste of time. The other one was Centurions. Um, Ooh. That was one I always wanted to watch, but could almost never catch. Much like yeah. insectoids or whatever it was. Yeah, it just, it just, it to me, it was always just like, ugh, can I get on to my Transformers or whatever the next cartoon was? Um, it just, it just wasn't 
great. Sectars. Um, I was thinking sectars. Yeah. And the final, and I may oh, get damn. some slack over this, is Brave Star. Okay. I, just, I actually liked Brave Star. I just could not get into this. Uh, no matter how hard I tried, you know, the horse that suddenly can walk like a man, but then he'd go back to walking on four legs. Like, why? Why would you do that? I mean, if you can walk on two legs, just walk on two. Um, it just, and, and Look, I, I love if, Westerns, but this one just, it didn't, it didn't work for me. For it, me, it, it was too close to Black Star. And I yeah, loved yeah. Black Star with his star sword and all the cool things he could do with that. And I just, maybe I was too old for the target audience by that point, but I'm with you. I did not like. Brave and that Star. may have been my, that may have been my problem too. Cause I mean, I just, it, I, I had to look it up, but, with me. but now I see, I see what Black Star is. Black Star yeah. is the um, slightly more ethnic version of Dragon's Lair, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yes. And yes. you had the overlord from Black Star. You had a figure with the half of the star sword. Uh, in fact, if I remember correctly, they had Flint inside the chest. And so you could flick a wheel and his chest That's would who spark. that was? Yeah. That was, I yes. just had that toy because it was at a garage sale and it sparked. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was from Black Star, buddy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did have that. Now that I see who the who the villain is, yeah, I absolutely had that. Yep. Wow. Uh, Matthew? Yeah. So I've got a few here, and you're either gonna hate me or love me. The first one I'm gonna throw out there: uh, droids and Ewoks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna hate you. I have it on DVD, and you are vindicated. <laughs> I I loved, loved, loved Star Wars. I was looking so forward to yes. seeing this cartoon, and it came out, and they were so incredibly goofy. Mm -hmm. And there was so much they did with the universe that made it, rather than this, it, it was, it was a, to me, it was almost a real, as real as a fictional world could get right that it had rules it i was i was a star wars fan and this thing came out and just crapped all over it you just described and... the prequels for me <laughs> so this cartoon and and the ewoks you know i love the ewok adventure movie but then they got the second ewok movie and i began to feel like something was something didn't quite smell right and it was getting pretty bad and what was happening is i was going through puberty and um <laughs> and I'm, I'm not talking about me smelling bad, body odor, whatever. The the show, I was hitting this point where I was like, these themes don't resonate with me. I'm not six years old anymore. And that's what the second Ewok movie seemed to be uh, directed at. Same thing with these cartoons. It was definitely directed for the Muppet Babies kind of audience. Which and was an I, awesome cartoon. Muppet yes. Babies was. I mean, I and yeah, Howie Mandel is the, uh, did some of the voices for that. It was awesome. But anyway, um, but the Star Wars cartoons completely uh, ruined my image of, of Star Wars, and they were so disappointing. I don't Well, I mean, you. the biggest problem for that simply was they didn't know what they were doing. I mean, they just made these films, and they were trying to hit a market to try to get kids still interested in Star Wars because there was nothing else coming out. And I think they just – if they were to do it now, because – we've seen what they've done. They've hit the right notes, both for kids and adults. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was still early on that they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, that, that, that's so true. There was another set of cartoons that were kind of bundled all together. It was called the Saturday Starcade. And there was Pac-Man, there was Space Ace, there was Dragon's Lair. 
there were several others. Uh, I can't remember right now, but they were all cartoons based on popular video games yes. from your neighborhood arcade. Yep. And it was a great concept. It was definitely uh, trying to capitalize on a fad of the time. And so it was not going to be long lived at all. Uh, but they hurried it out so fast that even to a child like me, it was obvious that the writing was really bad pac-man <laughs> was probably the best of all of them that one lasted for a few seasons at least mm -hmm. but even then it was i don't know i just i did not like starcade do you guys remember that those at all i do but for me i mean like i remember going to the arcade with you when i was like five and six and I wanted to play Dragon's Lair so bad because it was an animated video game yep. that I didn't realize at the time, mind you, was on Laserdisc. And so it was like this super high fidelity actual cartoon mm -hmm. that you could play on a reaction. But I didn't know how to play that game. And, and it was expensive. It was like a dollar to play. Oh, it was it was two quarters. It was That's two like a dollar in 80s money. Yes, in an age when everything was one quarter. Yes. So uh, I, I hated that game. I've never beat that game. I, I eventually, on Sega CD, beat it so many times wow. uh, that it didn't matter if... Because uh, in some levels, they would do a they would do like a mirror world uh, so that they would reverse it. things. Yeah. Um, I got it to the point where I could do it flawlessly all the way through. It took me 12 minutes, 43 seconds or something like that. Wow. And then you... So I could play straight through, start to finish every single time because because of what you just said. That that as a kid, I could... First of all, I couldn't play it. When I did play it, I couldn't get past like the first scene. Yeah. Um, and then when I got older and I understood how the mechanics worked, I was like, I'm going to beat the heck out of this thing. <laughs> and and I did... You're I coming for it. And, and then I got Dragon's Lair 2 on DVD and then used the DVD nice. player remote. And yeah, it was... I love those games. I still have those games, and I sometimes still play those games. Um, so, so, yeah. I do have another cartoon I want to throw out. Yeah. I, I, I stumbled on it. That It's just worthless. I, I wish I had. It, it ruined my Saturday morning cartoon viewing, and that was Jim and the Holograms. <gasps> I'm so glad <laughs> you brought that up. On. I'm so glad our, you brought that up. Our it sister loves that on. show. Okay. I had no shame loving that show. Oh, I, I hated it. In, in in an age where every toy had to transform, that was the coolest set of Barbies I'd ever seen. Um, <laughs> that I and now here's the funny thing: um, when my wife, my wife and I, when we first moved here to Utah, um, and like over a decade ago, it came up on Netflix, and I was like, okay. My wife, I always tease her that her childhood was a little, like her childhood was not as fun and entertaining as my childhood was. Uh, and so I was like, here's a cartoon you have to see. And we watched the whole soap opera and that's what it was. It was a soap opera for kids. I mean, the, the dude of the flick is a man named Rio. That should tell you everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> we watched to, it. Yeah, just listen to Duran Duran. That's Maybe. right. Her name is Rio, and she dances on the sand, and, and she's a guy. Anyway, so... <laughs> and, and I... Yeah. I'm going to throw one more out there. No yeah. need for comment. Groans are allowed. Mm -hmm. Kid video. I liked kid video because was, I was okay. a video because I was a video game nerd. Yeah. Well, this, this, okay. this was a cartoon with uh, the evil villain Master Blaster who would occasionally throw in snippets of music videos so you had the live-action music video usually on a screen in the animated cartoon world. This isn't Captain N oh, in the video oh, oh, games. Oh, you're right. This yeah. was music videos where they were trying to get yeah. contemporary pop radio hits into Saturday morning. You're yeah. right. I was juxtaposing the two. And and 
And it also got confused because there was a Nintendo game called Master Blaster. So a lot of people yeah. were like, oh, that, yeah. that was an arcade yeah. game that, that I yeah. first time I ever played it was in Salt Lake City. All right. Nice. So last topic, guilty pleasures. What are some cartoons oh, yeah. that you secretly enjoyed, but you're afraid to admit it's time to unburden your conscience and uh, come clean on Dungeon Crawlers Radio? Give us uh, two or three titles and... Why, despite the stigma, they appeal to you? Uh, first and foremost, Jem, even though I proudly proclaimed it a moment ago. Jem, <laughs> absolutely my Jem. Uh, Beverly Hills Teens. Ooh. Beverly Hills Teens was, uh, I believe it was originally a Japanese cartoon that became more Americanized. And it was basically like cartoon Kardashians before Kardashians were a thing. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, Punky Brewster. I'm going to go back to that one really quick. I, I, and also, uh, before the show is over, I think we should list our favorite theme songs, but please go on. <laughs> All right. So for me, uh, Inspector Gadget, um, okay. I totally Inspector Gadget was love. dope. I, I fell in cool. love with that cartoon, but me, the main reason I fell in love with that cartoon is because I was watching the old black and white get smart. Uh, TV series. Yes. And Don Adams yes. is the voice of Inspector Gadget and those, yep. and it was fantastic. The more guilty pleasure is Care Bears. I watched the <laughs> crap out of Care Bears. I and loved Care Bears as a kid. I had my own Care Bears as well. I had Grumpy I, Bear and I had Bedtime Bear. I never uh, had a Care Bear, but I had a Popple. Oh. <laughs> yep. So I had wow. those. So Care Bears was on there. I've seen all, all the episodes. I've even seen the Care Bear movies. Yes, the yeah. Care Bear movies were good. Yeah. So th th that would be mine. Well, I've, I've got three. Um, going to go first with Hanna-Barbera's Laugh Olympics. Nice. I even <laughs> had the lunchbox. Now, I love this because... After the, the some of the cartoons I watched after school, and they were probably cartoons from the '60s and '70s, mm -hmm. but the characters would all compete in these sports events like yep. an Olympics, and they had four teams. One of them was the Dastardlies, you yeah. know, the, the bad guys, and, and then you had that dog. It's always like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Muttley, 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 Muttley. There Muttley. you go. That's his name. And uh, but there, and, and I loved watching this because it was like a crossover event of yeah. all of these other cartoons. Um, another one that I liked was Godzilla. I always oh. loved the old Godzilla movies, yep. and Godzilla mm. finally made it to Saturday morning cartoons, and he had it even had, but unfortunately, his son was there, Gadzooks. Uh, <laughs> but I always, I, I still loved the cartoon. I just loved seeing Godzilla emerge from the ocean, do some bad A stuff, and then disappear. Yep. It was yep. a great cartoon. Now, right, what's the last one? The last one, and it's really unfortunate the way the things have turned out with current events, but back then in the <sighs> late 70s, this was a very significant culture-changing cartoon. Mm -hmm. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Yep, that's exactly what I thought you were going to say. So Bill Cosby comes on there, and for those of you who don't know, he has a degree in child psychology, and he actually had devoted a large portion of his life and his money to doing things to educate and uplift kids, especially inner city youth. Yes. Now, what was interesting about this cartoon, and I didn't realize it as the time, uh, and for those of you listening to me on the radio, uh, you may not know this, but I'm white. And I'm watching this cartoon, 
of Bill Cosby and all these caricatures of kids from his past, uh, the people that he used to hang out with, and they were all African-American. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It never registered. It was not important. I didn't know what life was like in New York, in the ghetto, or wherever they had set this. Mm -hmm. But I saw that these kids were poor. My family wasn't particularly wealthy. We had some rough times we went through. They were playing in a junkyard. I used to wander through my... Uh, uh, the the my grandfather's junkyard the wood, or pile. Spare wood pile lumber and other things and you'd find treasures in there it was great i could relate to these kids and it never occurred to me that race could be an issue and that was one of the things i thought was fantastic about this cartoon is that that would they never the, the card was never played it was never made an issue people just were there and these were your friends hey yeah. hey hey yeah um uh, <laughs> that's the thing um you know that's that's a learned trait you know as kids we didn't see that we didn't nope. see color or anything like that we had no. these great films uh i mean cartoons and stuff like that where you could do those things and we never we never saw those things that's something that over time society teaches you and it gets pushed on you from other people um now unfortunately we kind of have agendas and stuff like that that's that's pushed which is unfortunate um, not all the time, but there is kind of that stuff, which I miss those days when it was just simple, where we could watch Fat Albert and, you know, the gang doing whatever crazy antics they were doing. And we enjoyed it. And there was, you know, none of that. You could watch, you know, He-Man or Transformers or G.I. Joe. And there was always an, a message at the end. Yep. It was positive and uplifting. So even though we watched the cartoon, there was still something to think about and learn, you know, about being positive or being a good friend or, or whatever. Not yeah. cheating and yeah, away not cheating. drugs. And... and those are things that I, I really miss um, from cartoons. But not only that, it, they were fun. There wasn't this agenda tied to them yeah. other than trying to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, that was super agenda right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we are. So we're not going to do a, a, a Gamer Forge this evening just because we are running out of time. Um, however, how are we going to do a, a, a lightning round? Because well, tonight's lightning round is uh, anywhere like, like give me your top two most memorable theme songs that someone else hasn't mentioned as their top memorable theme song. Oh, oh absolutely. I, I got gummy bears. That was that was Just first on my list gummy too. Gummy bears. Okay. It was nice. bouncing here and there. And yes. It's actually on my 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 phone, uh, <laughs> my playlist. Daniel, I, oh, oh no, go ahead, Matthew. Did you have another one? Oh, most no, memorable. Okay, okay, hang on to it. Hang on to it. Okay, uh, let's go in a round, and we'll go twice. And if we have time, we'll go a third time. Okay. okay. So Matthew said gummy bear. Daniel, go. So mine technically isn't a cartoon, but it's one of the songs that's always stuck in my head because I still feel like it qualifies for, yep. and that's Fraggle Rock. Oh, Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, DuckTales. Oh, very good. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Matthew, do you have another one? <laughs> yes, I do. I, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but Mighty Orbots. Go, Mighty Orbots. You know, it was, <laughs> I loved that theme. I couldn't help but sing it. And even, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah when your parents walk in on kids in the living room watching tv and they're singing go mighty orbots and stuff yeah that's embarrassing and i never wanted to sing again yeah yeah i hear that uh, daniel I i'm gonna skip i'm gonna skip 
you know, Transformers because that's just a dead giveaway. Uh, but the the next one I'm going to have to pick would be Thundercats. <gasps> that mm, one is stuck good in your choice. Head. Good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and um, I'm going to give my last selection to Tailspin. Nice. But I'd like to throw an honorable mention to Silverhawks. Okay. That was a good rockin'. One. That was a rockin' intro song. That was a good one. Uh, I'm just gonna throw one more out there. Yeah, yeah. Because you can hear it in your head. X Men the animated series. <gasps> da, 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 da. <laughs> yes. And if you were paying attention in Doctor Strange too, uh-huh. when uh, the Illuminati comes on, there's a theme yes. for each yep. person, and the X-Men theme shows up yes, for one it person did. in particular. Yep. And yep. I was sitting there, and like, do you know what that was? Do you know what that was? You weren't, it's my daughter was sitting next to me. You weren't born yet, but that song, that's significant. Yep. I like to tell people who are too young that they weren't sperm yet. I think that's the best expression. <laughs> uh, I used to tell it to my students. I'd be like, I saw this movie in theaters before you were sperm. Nice. <laughs> it's scientifically so, correct. I'm just going to throw two out. One, yeah, one would it. be Darkwing Duck. That's a great one. one for okay. Duck. The other one is the theme song for Batman the Animated. <gasps> I was just thinking it. I was just thinking it. That one is amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. It's Danny Elfman at his best. You know, folks, we've got, we obviously have gone through quite a ton of nostalgia tonight just trying yes. to hit the highest of points. But there were about 47 different shows that we mentioned tonight. I would like to push back on all of you listeners. Go find two that you have never watched. Find the intro on YouTube. Find an episode. Uh, the pilots were always the roughest episodes. But if you can find like the first season and you have that kind of time, please watch Two shows you've never seen before, and we want to hear what you think about our childhood shows. Go watch some Great Ape. Great Ape. Oh, Great Ape! <laughs> Pebbles and Bam Bam. Oh, yeah. Josie I mean, the, and the Pussycats. Anything oh. Hanna-Barbera is, is, is just solid. I mean, you can't go wrong with Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera and Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, always a good time. McGill uh, the Gorilla Show, Top yes. Cat. I, uh, I lo- uh, Blue Falcon and Space Ghost. Oh yeah, that's some Jabberjaw. Oh, that's some good I, stuff. I love some Jabberjaw. But all right, folks. With that said, it's time to close the show. As you can clearly see, the show still goes on, even though Alton is not with us for now. But he will return, and when he returns, we might see an epic battle, and maybe a lightsaber battle between Matthew and Alton to see who reigns supreme, or we'll just let them both be on the show and then it's a four-man show who knows we'll see <laughs> what the happens. audience benefits Ooh, yes but i i always bring a blaster to a lightsaber fight mm. <laughs> yeah we, we saw what happened when han solo brought a blaster to a fight um yeah Vader just held up his hand anyways that just went nowhere that just <laughs> fell flat on its face but uh, go check out these cartoons. They're great cartoons. You, you can find them many different places. Um, and it, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Crunch Control, I think is what the app Crunch, is called. Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll. Um, I mean, even some of these some of these cartoons are showing up on uh, HBO Max and other mm-hmm. locations. Uh, you're going to love them. I mean, especially some of them don't hold up to time. I will admit that. There are some that just, eh, you know, like the, the early ones of Flintstone, you know, the Flintstones where 
Fred smokes and he's bossing Wilma around like she's a second rate citizen. But after you get past that first season, we're good. It's funny. Um, but these are part of our childhood. There's a reason we love them. It's because they brought tons of joy to our lives and they were fun and entertaining. So go check those out and we'll catch you next week. Same DCR time, same DCR channel. We'll catch you later. And dungeon crawlers, especially dear brother Alton, tell your story, whatever may come. And whether you watched your cartoons early on a Saturday morning or you streamed them on the internet like a plebe, always remember to be epic and don't suck. Remember, the force will be with you always.